This is Jason Albert, and you are listening to the Devin Kershaw Show from Faster Skier. This is actually our Monday wrap-up of Sunday's World Cup relays in Lati, Finland. We spent a little bit of time on that. We spend more time uh, focusing on today's 10K and 5K interval start classics at World Juniors in Germany. The highlight of the day for American fans was 19-year-old Gus Schumacher's victory in that 10K interval start classic. You'll notice the audio quality for today is a little less optimal than normal. Devin is on-site at World Juniors helping out the Canadian team and finding some solid Wi-Fi and a good connection has been a little dicey. Okay, thanks. How's the trip so far? Oh, it's been good, but it's, it's, uh, there's races every day over here, you know what I mean? And I'm uh, just doing whatever needs to be done. So, yeah, it's, uh, they're big days. There's <laughs> most certainly big days here at World Juniors, but the sun actually came out in East Germany for the first time in 27 years. Uh, in the month of March, <laughs> that so, so that felt vi- good. That felt vitamin D. That, that felt really good, but I don't think it felt as good for me as uh, the uh, the young Alaskan. He saw that sun and gave him that extra little bit of energy and came away with the uh, world junior title. And that was, oh, that was what a performance and what a great day for American skiing. And with all that pressure on his shoulders too, I mean, and, and the disappointment after the sprint qualifying first. Right. And his last UK today was just, man, <laughs> I, I'm almost, I'm lost for words. It was just such a fantastic performance uh, by Gus and oh, so deserving. From your perspective, I mean, at the 5K mark, I think he, was, and, and I'm sure folks know that we're talking about Gus Schumacher from, Alaska won the men's junior 10K interval start classic uh, today. And I, okay. And so I'm just wanted to intro that, but let me backtrack a little bit. So he was roughly eight seconds back, I think, on the German uh, at the 5K mark. So just kind of what, yeah, maybe dig deep into maybe harnessing some words to describe it, but like, what is that like? And what was significant about maybe his last 3K, like you mentioned? Oh, it, what was significant? There was a lot of things that were really significant about his performance. Of course, the first and major one is that um, the U.S. We talked about this previously on some podcasts. Like the U.S. has had some really strong junior athletes and really strong results in the world. Anytime you're top ten in the international competition, whether it's World Juniors or whether it's um, a World Cup or the World Championships, Olympics, like you are right at the cutting edge of the sport. Like you're you're elite. You're you're 100 percent elite, and Gus was that in the sprint, uh, as was Ben, but, you know, he qualified first and made some tactical mistakes in the semi and for sure it left him wanting more. And today was a horrendously tough day for, for the skis. Like it was a super challenging day for equipment. I mean, uh, it's windy and it snowed a little bit overnight and the, and the snow was blowing into the tracks and what was underneath was wet snow and transformed. And then you had all this, bone dry snow blowing all over the place and then it started off being cloudy and then all of a sudden it got sunny and then it got warm and then it started glazing but then there was a part of the men's course that didn't have much traffic because all the technicians and the women were skiing at a 2.5 kilometer course for their five kilometer race it was just like there was a lot of things thrown at them and especially for young junior athletes that are not used to this level of challenging conditions. Uh, no question. And and he handled that like a total pro. 
and also was so patient. The course is actually not very physically difficult uh, here in Overeason Hall. It's not a it's not a punishing course to say the least, but there's some sections that really really matter. There's some long gradual climbing, long gradual working sections out there, and uh, if you went too hard early, I mean it'll, it'll cost, especially as a junior athlete, like that maybe not be that might not have that things dialed in like a senior. And it could really cost you, and and he showed a he showed a lot of poise and experience to see within himself. And and Xavier McKeever actually from Canada did the same yeah. kind of thing. He ended up 17th. The guy is 16 years old, and he was 16 in a U20 race at World Juniors. Had the best race of his career ever, and was 17th, which is amazing. But if you just take the if you just take that out of it and just the way he did it was a little bit similar to Gus and that last lap, there were 3.3 kilometer laps and, and Gus had, Gus had what he needed left to solidify a gold and the German, you know, missed his pacing or just wasn't quite strong enough, but it, it was a, it, he raced that like a senior. So it was, uh, uh, yeah, I'm lost for words. What an amazing day for the U S and, and also I think it should be said that, Luke and Ben were both in the top 10. So you had three Americans in the top 10 in the men's race at World Juniors in a 10K Classic on a day that was extremely challenging conditions for the waxing. Uh, all those guys showed amazing poise. And uh, it was just, uh, yeah, it was an amazing, it was an amazing day to witness. I'm Canadian, but, you know, I, I can see greatness and appreciate greatness when I, when I witness it. And, and, that, and that's what was on display today. So amazing. And... Before we move on a little bit, I, Julia Kern yesterday gutting out a third place in the under-23 sprint, also a, a great performance, really great. She qualified third, so she obviously showed that she was in, in top form. The two Swedes that beat her, like we've talked so much, I mean, the Swedish women's program is so, it is so stacked. And Julia had shown in her quarterfinal and her semifinal that she was just not to be messed with up the last climb and got a little caught out of position on the last climb of the sprint for those that have been following along. So about 500 meters to go, 600 meters to go. And it looked like it was over for the medal. It looked like the medals had kind of skied away from her and she got it out a fantastic bronze. So the U.S. is having a, fan, is it having a great week and, I know people are probably sick of me singing the praises of the American program, but they've just done such a great job. So congratulations to everybody on the U.S. team and everybody in the U.S. as well, cheering and also involved in club skiing and rallying behind a one-team concept. It's it's paying dividends in a big way already here, and we're just started. Not shabby for the Canadians either. I mean, I, I feel like I've you know been writing up short of short race, short race briefs, and you know I'm making note of the Canadian results. I feel like doing well. Oh, absolutely. We're we're doing super well. I think we had um, yesterday. Uh, Laura Leclerc qualified in 27, so just kind of snuck into the heat in the women's under 23 sprint, but she had a great heat and she ended up fourth in her, uh, fourth in her quarterfinal uh, and skied just beautifully tactically and, and came away with a very, very solid performance. And then our men, we had Tony and, and Graham uh, in the under 23 moving through to the, yep. to the finals. Graham Ritchie ended up qualifying sixth 
And then every single man of the Canadian under-23 team fell yesterday. <laughs> so we were 4-4 for with crashes. Uh, two crashed in the prologue. Uh, Pierre and, and uh, Philippe crashed in the prologue. And then Graham, who had just a fantastic qualification, fell in his quarterfinal. And Tony, mm-hmm. Tony was looking so good, also crashed in this Antoine Fied, for those that uh, aren't familiar. Um, he, he qualified in 18th yesterday, and he also crashed in his quarterfinal. So there was a lot. <laughs> it was, it was, um, yeah, it was bittersweet because I think the guys had great qualifications, and, and Laura had Laura had a great day all around. So that was great, top 20, awesome, and just right. the way she did it. Um, but the two boys uh, um, left something to be desired. But I think they they showed that they they uh, definitely have potential moving forward and. And like you said, it's been solid. And today we had three guys in the top 30, which was a lot of fun, led by Zav. And Remy, Remy had a tough day today, but I know we'll bounce back for the 30K. He's a real competitor. He was disappointed today, but uh, 29th wasn't what Remy was, was hoping for, but just, just a little off his game today. And like I've talked about a lot, I mean, that's allowed. You're, you're allowed tough days here and there. And sadly for Remy, it was today, but... Olivier, Olivier was 30th. He was born in 2001, and he skied at just a fantastic race, and he skied 6.6 beautiful kilometers and got a little tired for the last two kilometers, but to come in in 30th, and he has one year of, of junior left as well. So he'll be someone to look for next year, and, and this is his first crack at international competitions, and I think he's done a great job. So, yeah, there's been lots of fun. I like this event. It's, uh, yeah, the staff, Bernie and Brian Fish and all our guys, Eric and Joel and Eve and, oh, man, <laughs> it's full on. Like, you ne- never a dull moment, as you, as you can attest. We've been, we've been, it's been hard to connect. So, but I'm glad, I'm glad we were able to just uh, take a few minutes here today and, and talk about some great days at the World Junior Championships before we pivot to the relays. And for those that are looking for me to offer a whole bunch of, uh, insights into the relays in Lockheed. I'm I'm sorry, Jason, like these relays are just oh God. It's a bad scene on the World Cup. Really? Yeah, okay. it is. Well okay, you've obviously watched a billion relays, looked at results. I I I mean my sentiment is and I cross reference there were eleven teams I think in the guys race. Um Yeah that's brutal. Yeah, but then I looked at, I think it was beta stolen a year ago. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, a year ago, there were 16 teams, I believe, off the top of my head. But then there were, you know, two teams from Norway, two teams from Russia, and a US team. So that, you know, I was like, okay, right there, there's your field of yeah. 16, or, or it bumps up. But I, I was, you know, obviously knew that there weren't enough Americans there to field a team. Uh, Canadians probably aren't there yet in terms no, of... we don't that. have four athletes, men or women, to, to field this uh, competitive team, no. Yeah, so that was a bummer for me. But, um, you know, I thought some of the racing, like there was some good pulsing action, but the consequences seemed kind of dulled for me. You know, this late in the season, yeah. Yeah, that, I guess, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's, no, that, that's right. And it could be summed up in this. The women's race, the performance of the day for me, with Finland, yeah. so great at home to come second. I felt like their whole team stepped up. Everyone had great legs. And it was fun to see. 
fun to see Sweden come on top of, uh, sorry, fun to see Finland get on top of Sweden. And Sweden had a tough day to be 155 back. And that was a surprise to me. But they weren't fielding the deepest uh, races for the, of course, Ebba, like I talked about, was traveling, uh, traveling over here to to under 23, so she wasn't on the team for the relay, and they started some, they started Dahlquist, which is predominantly a sprinter, and an unknown, really, in Rebecca Owen in, in the third leg. But still, the performance of the day in the women with Finland, no way was going to win this relay. You just looked at the start list, it was over before it began on the women's side of things. And then on the men's side of things, well, I'm just, just kind of unmotivated to watch it. I, I don't know, but Switzerland coming mm-hmm. second, with some really young talent in Jason Roots and uh, Bedekli. Really fun to see them pull off the podium. It's been a while for, for Switzerland, and especially with two relatively new names. I mean, Roman Berger and Daria Polonia have been around for, for a while. And so that was a lot of fun. It really was. Russia and third, that's no surprise. And then Claybaugh sprinting everybody, also no surprise. But aside from that, I'm sorry, like, I don't know. I, I, I just the men's really just didn't have a whole lot of excitement for me. It was just kind of, I don't know. Yeah, it just wasn't, I thought the 15K was exciting. I thought the, 15, yes. I think, I thought the 15K there. Classic was really exciting for the men's side of things, aside from the fact that there's only two nations competing, plus Niskanen. Um, but the relay, it just, I don't know, felt like guys were unmotivated. <laughs> I, I don't know, it just didn't, it almost it seemed like a Continental Cup. I just, it, it didn't have that excitement, that fire that uh, championship relays seem to have. And it's the week after the ski tour, people are tired, so I totally get it. And it just, right. it's just kind of right. anticlimactic for me, honestly. I, I, I wish I could spend more time on it, but I just don't have a whole lot to add. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> No, I think that's fair, obviously. No, I mean, for me, there are a couple of things, right? The common theme is like, it seems to be hit or miss as to whether or not fans show up. And the first day fans show up, it's a little bit of a slam dunk. It's, you know, Evo Niskanen's 15K jam. Um, On the flip side, you know, it's the next day, the weather's a little more wintry. But the the stands are fairly empty, and that's a big venue. I mean, that's a world championship venue, and there's oh yeah, it was pumping no one in there. 2017. No, yeah. exactly. Yeah. There's no one there, right. and it just and and they and the women did such a great job too. I mean, you have the hometown women coming in second, which is which is a great a great performance. But no, I did just I don't know. I did just I'm a broken record, but she has to. It's fantastic to go back into the whole point of doing the review of the season and went like, oh, okay, we, we we hit it a little too hard because like having a relay the the weekend after the second tour of a season <laughs> that has just been jam packed with racing, they gotta just they gotta put relays in a little more strategically. Uh, I mean, one World Cup relay a year before the championships, really good idea because there was a couple of years ago that there was no World Cup relays before the championship relay, which is weird, but one before the championship, super good idea. But uh, after the Olympics or after uh, the ski tour that happened, it, it, just, it was poorly placed. And like you said, Lottie, which has such a great ski fan base and a knowledgeable fan base, um, it just, yeah, I don't know. It was, it, it, uh, they have to do a better job. 
Are you surprised? I mean, just as we close this out here, I, I felt like Norway's team was fairly, you know, stacked. And no. uh, Bolsh- yeah, Bolshinov sat out. And Clay- I'm just curious, you know, I, it's for good reason Bolshinov sh- sat out. Does Klebo race that just for national pride? Yeah, and I think I think uh, I think after missing some races with his with his finger and being a little disappointed to finish sixth in the in the ski tour, um, you know the overall competition's gone, so his shoulders are a lot lower. And yeah, I think that for sure it's like you know he, he's the new man, like not at all <laughs> in his personality, but uh, for sure with his uh, with um, as the anchor man for the strongest destination in men's game. I mean, the guy still means something to him. I was thinking this morning, people have to, they've got to be stressing a little bit. You know, I know FIS is considering it's, they're looking at their schedule right now. At least I, I noticed something on social media about like moving forward with the Alpine schedule. And again, so people don't think I'm saying something that's not there. There was no reference to the cross country schedule, but what's the buzz going on about, you obviously have this virus that's global right now, and I don't want to add to the fear, but like, what's the chatter? You know, people are in close quarters. Isn't that what the media is doing right now? Getting the clicks, baby. We mentioned Corona, and then there's like 15,000 downloads. It's perfect. Did you hear me qualify that? I don't intend to add to the fear mongering. Yeah, so. no, no, but you know what? It, it is being discussed, especially for us, like the Canadians that are hoping to travel home after this uh, world championship. Right. Uh, there's a lot of guys that have been on the road for a long time. And, I mean, they're following it. They're following it closely. They don't want to get stuck in the Munich airport and be quarantined when they get home and, and all those sorts of things. And for sure that, you know, Novemesto and Bath on, uh, on the coming weekend usually has upwards of, well, they report 100,000 fans and there's a pandemonium there for the Bath on events in Novemesto in the Czech Republic and, and, this weekend, they're going to go ahead with the IBU World Cup there, but there won't be any fans in the stands. There's been some soccer games in Italy that have been played uh, as scheduled with no fans <laughs> in the stands. And so, uh, for sure, people are thinking about it, but as of right now, it's, it's, uh, it's not super... Yeah, there's nothing we can do about it, really. Right, and right. all the staff here are just too crushed trying to get ready for every single race at the World Junior and other two championships. But aside from discussing every once in a while and joking around, like, are we going to get stuck here when this thing's over? Uh, right. We haven't paid it much money. Okay. Um, Great. Get, yeah, thanks, Devin. And, uh, You're welcome. Looking ahead to Draman, that'll be exciting. Or I guess it's Conrad, so that, that'll be a fun uh, event. I know. Draman, I have to lock in to a midday race here. Okay. All right. Get some sleep. Yeah. Thanks. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for listening.